Hi, I'm Pastor Jennifer Hodson from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas. And uh, I want to welcome you to joining us uh, as I do my best uh, to return or to record my sermons that I preached uh, the previous Sunday. And I say do my best because let's just be real, there are some weeks that this just doesn't happen. Uh, but if you are new to Bryan Community Church, I encourage you to check us out online, our social media page. Um, on Facebook and Instagram is strong. You can also visit us at bryancommunitychurch.org uh, just to learn more about us. But uh, we are a church that started back uh, in December of 2022. So we are just over a year old. And uh, wow, has it been a journey and God has been good and faithful the entire time. Um, but today I like to share with you the beginning of a three-part sermon series that I have named Relationship Resolutions, where we are talking about uh, making uh, those New Year resolutions, uh, but, but thinking deeper and on a spiritual level. And today we're going to be talking about our relationship with God. Um, I wonder who has created a New Year's resolution. I asked the congregation that, and you know, um, I don't know that a hand was raised. Now, um, just a, a simple Google search, you'll find Forbes Health Survey. Uh, they surveyed a thousand adults and they discovered the following resolutions at the top of their list. Um, first one, to improve fitness. Second, to improve finances. Third, mental health. Fourth, uh, to lose weight, and the fifth was to improve one's diet. Now, none of these included improving any kind of relationship. However, if you got to um, number six on their list, it did say uh, that one of the, the six top resolutions was to make more time with loved ones. But if you continue down the list, um, you'll see that there are no other resolutions to repair relationships with others uh, stop smoking, learn a new hobby, improve work-life balance, to travel more, drink less, or to perform better at work. All wonderful resolutions. I wouldn't want to knock any of them, uh, but I thought it would be fitting for us as a church um, and as brothers and sisters, as believers in Christ, to think about resolutions this year um, in relation to our faith as Jesus followers. So again, I have entitled this series, Relationship Resolutions. We're gonna be talking about recommitting our relationship with God, uh, or maybe for the first time committing your, yourself to the Lord, um, building relationships with ourselves, looking at ourselves, and then uh, third, building relationships with others. And we just might discover that these three resolutions will actually improve some of those resolutions made uh, and were named in Forbes Health Survey. Um, because when we start to improve our relationship with God and our understanding of who we are called to be uh, by Him, we're going to notice that there's going to be changes um, in our relationships with our families, in our relationships with ourselves and how we view our bodies, uh, how we're called to take care of them um, as temples of the Holy Spirit. So first, let's talk about this relationship resolution with God. Um, how is 
your relationship with God? If you could name it um, one to 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best, how would you rate it? Or in the lyrics of Jelly Roll's Need a Favor, I only talk to God when I need a favor, that's one. Um, or 10 being here I am to worship, how great is our God, great is thy faithfulness, 10 being the best. Um, so rate that, think about that for a moment. Um, for me, I think it depends on the day. Generally, I think uh, I have an, an eight or a nine. I wish I could say I have a 10 all the time, but that's certainly not true. Um, and if you're not sure, how about this on a scale of uh, hours in the work week? So if we know that there's 168 hours in a week, 168, um, a third of that can be divided into our sleep, right? We all need to sleep. It's part of how God made us that we, we have to make sure that we rest. So a third sleep, a third of our work week is spent working or going to school. Then we have the remainder, the other third. That's 56 hours in a week. Out of those 56 hours, how many hours are you spending with God? And that might help you rate your relationship with God um, for the, 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 the better or the worse. Um, I heard a sobering statistic said that on average, people with social media accounts, so if you have a social media account, if you have Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, um, you name it, that on average, somebody with a social media account, they spend up to 17 hours a week on social media. Ooh, that hits me hard and I have to do a double take and make sure that, that I don't fall in that category because I know I'm on social media. Um, in those 56 hours, we know that there's band practice, there's soccer practice, there's studying, there's dinners, there's movies, there's dates, there's basketball, there's cheer, um, there's working out all that we have to account for. How much do we spend with God? One of the religious leaders and experts in the Jewish law approached Jesus while Jesus uh, was in ministry. He said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. In other words, with those 56 hours, make God your top priority. Later, while Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God and explaining what should be the priorities of a kingdom people, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first. Again, prioritize your relationship with God. Make God's will and God's ways your number one focus because that's what righteousness means. If we are to be a righteous people, that we are going to keep the commands of God. We're going to act and think like Christ. We're going to do what is good and acceptable according to God and God's will. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So let's go back to that timeline. A third of the week is sleeping. A third of the week is going to school or work. What are you doing in those 56 hours? And if I shaded in an hour a week for God, do you think, do you think just one hour out of those 56 hours for God aligns with Jesus' great commandment, with Jesus' teaching to seek first 
the kingdom of God. Today, regular worship attendance is twice a week. What's happening? I think as Christians, we need to reprioritize our time and our relationship with the Lord. So let me ask you a few questions. Have you ever had a parent who seems to always work? Maybe you're that parent. I read a quote this week about police officers and it read something like this. The only one who will remember that you picked up an extra shift or covered an extra shift will be your wives and your children. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone who has never been present? Why? Because they've been on their phone, they've been checking emails, or they've been out with the guys, or maybe out with the girls. Right? I'm sure at some point we have all been on the receiving end of someone's absence. And it doesn't feel nice. Well, think about how God feels when we're absent very first church was described in Acts 2 with these words. They believed or they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer, and everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. If you circle the word believe, they believed or they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, it means that they were completely loyal to, they were continuously teaching and fellowshipping together and breaking bread together and praying. They were con completely consumed with their love of God. They worshiped continuously. They prayed continuously. They continued to, to talk, right? The early church didn't give one hour a week to God. The early church didn't worship just twice a month. The early church, they continuously pursued their relationship with God. They studied God's word. They got together with other believers. They wrestled with the, the word that they had at that time. They broke bread together. They prayed together. When we're in a relationship with a spouse, when we're in a relationship with a family member, when we're in a relationship with someone, we want them to pay attention to us, to take time for us, to care for us. We want to feel pursued. I want to feel pursued as a wife. And God, well, seek first the kingdom of God. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Everything. God wants our devotion. God wants our company. God wants our time. I love um, the verse from Exodus, verse 34, 14. It reads, for you shall worship no other God. For the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Now, I don't know about you, but um, here we're going to lift up the word jealous, right? Because we, we don't want to be jealous of what other people have, right? And my sermon uh, for the, the next series is going to talk about uh, not looking to the left or the right, what other people have, not being jealous of what others have, but what God has placed in front of us. But for today, this jealous, this jealous God, what does that mean? It means God wants our heart. He doesn't want to fight for us. He doesn't want to have to try to get our attention. I want a jealous husband. I want a husband who is so in love with me that, that he doesn't want to share that, that same love that that husband 
uh, and wife love with anybody else. I don't want to share my husband with anybody else. There's a, a jealousy there. That's how God feels about us. He's jealous for us. But what's even more incredible is what we receive in return. Because if, if we do love God and if we do pour our heart and our time and our talents out to God, gosh, the return is just incredible. In the early church, people, they noticed the believer's love for God. They saw the love that people had for Jesus. And the church multiplied by thousands. It grew because the people were deeply devoted to serving and loving God and loving the people that God loved, which is everybody. And for a newly started church, the only way we are going to grow is if we are completely devoted to God. But then something else we get in return is when we're devoted to God, we encounter so much life and love and wisdom. God is love and is desperately trying to lavish that on us. But, you know, we have to be open and ready to receive it. We also know that God is life. Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Now, biology tells us that we cannot live without water. Spiritually, as believers, we cannot have our thirst quenched without the Holy Spirit, without us seeking the living water, which is found in our Lord. We can't satisfy our hearts with money, sex, or things, or people. We just can't. Now the world tells us we can, but we can't. So why not receive the life and the love as we're devoted to Jesus? John 15, 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. What happens after you remove a rose from a bush? Well, for a few days, it's beautiful. It sits on your countertop in a vase and it's gorgeous, but it only lasts for so long. The life slowly dwindles and eventually dies. If we're going to continue to receive the life that God has for us, we must cling to the vine, to our source of life and wisdom. Well, there's so much wisdom from God. God is the creator of the universe, right? It's hard to earn an A in class if you don't ever attend class or if you hardly study or do the work. We can't receive wisdom from God if we're not seeking God's wisdom, if we are not in God's words, if we're not listening to the Lord through our prayers. So this year, let's receive wisdom. But we have to resolve to leaning in and to listening and developing that relationship with God. Making Bible study and worship a priority in our life, setting aside time, and maybe for you it is just once a week, would be more than you have been doing. Or maybe it's the commitment every week and prayers in the morning and prayers before bed and reading your Bible in the middle of the afternoon or on your lunch break studying the word of God, praying with your spouse, praying with your children, attending a Bible study or small group, or heck, maybe even leading one. So this year, 
I challenged the congregation, I'm going to challenge you, to make the commitment. I want you to make just one commitment, one way that you are going to increase your time spent with God and deepen and strengthen that relationship with our Heavenly Father. Maybe it's to be at worship every Sunday, you know, minus if you're sick because, you know, we don't want to share germs, just Jesus. Maybe it's to attend or start a Sunday school class or a small group or Bible study. Maybe it's to volunteer in a church or out in the community, be in mission and ministry. Let's not just talk about our faith, but let's live out our faith. Where in the calendar can you pencil it in? And I have learned that you are more apt to reaching your goals if you do one of two things. Actually, if you do two of two things, you just continue to increase it. And I told this to my congregation, and I actually had them do it right there in the middle of worship. One, to tell somebody of your commitment. Now, you and I are on the screen. I won't get to see you, and you won't get to, to tell me what your commitment is. But is there somebody in your home? Is there somebody in your family? Is there somebody you can call? Somebody you can text and say, I am going to deepen my relationship with God. This is going to be my resolution. And tell them, what is it? And so you're more likely to reach that goal if you tell someone. You're also even more likely to reach it if you write it down. I had my congregation write it down. What will you do to grasp hold of the life that God has for you? To let the Lord know that you haven't forgotten about him, but you are ready and eager to learn from him and to love him as he so graciously loved you, as he so graciously loved all of us. May this be your New Year's resolution that you keep not just for the year, but for the rest of your life. Amen.